Hello and welcome to Damn Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses. My name is Doug, and these are my acute mental neuroses. Let's just get right into the list you cannot see. Happy 400. And in a big twist, the new thing is, drum roll, nothing. The most metal present of all, nothing. Uh, It's just, there's really, I think their show is at its kind of apex predator evolution right now. Um, I may, down the road, look into uh, redoing the logo again, but like once again, I'm happy with that. I'm happy with the format of the show. The theme, there, you know, I'm not going to change anything. Uh, I'm not going to bring back bingo, really. I don't, I haven't been keeping up on that. Um, there's nothing, I mean, you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. So, you know, there you go. Uh, but yeah, that's it. That's that's the big, big reveal. So, uh, what else? Uh, ooh, so ups and downs at the day job. Uh, the up was that we finally got a corporate mandate that if we're uh, fully vaccinated, we don't have to wear masks at work anymore, which really, really helps uh, in terms of communicating with guests, feeling more comfortable, feeling things are going to get back to, you know, a sense of normalcy. Nothing's ever going to be normal again. That's uh, it, just one of those things. This kind of changed the world. But uh, but the fact that, like, you know, I can just walk into places. I do wear my mask when I'm out in, uh, out in like, public, sp- uh, not public spaces, parks, that'd be stupid, but places like, you know, the grocery store or the bank. Some places like GameStop say, well, you know, if you're fully vaxxed, uh, face covering is optional. But, you know, it's just for other people's comfort, um, I'll, I'll wear the mask when I'm in um, places like that. But otherwise, the, most of the places I go um, to get work done don't require masks. Anyway, since the states ended up letting the counties decide where they'd be on the little scale and everyone just pushed everything to zero. So, uh, but on the other hand, a very frustrating uh, couple weeks at work. It's one of those I, I was talking yesterday, yesterday, last week, about the large volume of uh, guests with the uh, foosball tournament, and it was basically me versus 600 people for coffee and booze. It was horrible. Uh, and then, once again, like, later on, like, it was, we had, you know, a high-volume weekend, and I put uh, the restaurant, we what's called Hold the Door, which is, you know, start a wait list. Um, it'll be, you know, five, ten minutes for a table, and my boss was like, did you, are you starting to wait? I said, well, yeah, I can't, we can't play catch up. We're busy. Uh, the server has a full dining room on his own. Uh, I can't get out from the coffee station to help clear tables, to reset them, to see people. So we need like five minutes. And he goes, no, 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 no. And I said, okay, I'm not going to argue with him. And uh, he started seating tables and we had a, a five-top uh, family uh, just get up and leave because the server couldn't get to him. I couldn't get to him, and they just sat there, and I felt terrible. But in the end, I was like, this is why I was doing this, so that I would rather people wait to get good service than to be immediately sat and get no service or bad service. That's that's just, to me, common sense. Uh, the boss was like, Mrap. and I'm going, I end up taking a 10-top, which I never wait tables, nor do I wait tables that large, because uh, it takes me away from the front of house where I need to be and where I'm supposed to be. So, 
it, it was just a total shit show. My boss never said anything about it. Uh, so, I mean, it's not like he was like, hey, don't do that. Or, you know, next time talk to me first. And I'm like, you know, if it ever gets brought up again, I'm going to go, you know, there was a table that was sat that never got any attention. And that's, I made a judgment call and this is my logic. And, but it was very frustrating to have my boss who's only worked there for, uh, I don't know, maybe three or four months versus my five years that, you know, I have the experience. I don't do nothing. The pipes agree uh, that I don't do nothing for no reason. Uh, there's always a method to the madness. You just may not know it, uh, which just ends up looking like madness to everyone else, but isn't to me. So I felt disrespected. Uh, I felt um, condescended to. Uh, there's a word I'm looking for where, you know, I just kind of felt like dismissed and uh, that, you know, my opinion didn't matter. And that's not good uh, because. You know, I've got uh, a few friends in the uh, industry that have been talking to me and uh, talking about poaching me uh, away from the property I'm at to go to their property because they know how valuable I am and they can incentivize me to move. So, and while that wouldn't, you know, stop the place from running, it would certainly really throw a spanner in the works, as they say, Um, you know. It, it it's it would not be good for them to lose me at this point. But, I mean, to have, you know, somewhere where they're, it's got a full support staff, uh, I can still do what I like, um, possibly more money or uh, possibly a higher title. So these are things that I'm, I'm kind of weighing the options at. And basically, uh, once I kind of reach a decision, I'm going to go to my current boss uh, with a letter of resignation in my pocket. Uh, and I'm going to talk to him and go, you know, this is how I've been feeling. Um, I'm starting to reassess my, you know, prospects uh, and employment here. Um, let's talk um, and then kind of see if they're willing to match, um, you know, the, the the offers I've been getting to keep me. Uh, you know, it's, you know, I'm not going to lie. It feels kind of good to be in the middle of a bidding war. Um, I'm the object of, you know, yeah that everyone wants, but, uh, I just objectified myself. Um, but same time, I don't want to leave where I'm at. I like the people I work with for the most part. I like what I do, how I do it. Um, it's just disrespected. That was the word I was looking for. There's just, when I get disrespected, it, it, it just, it breaks me because I'm like, I have been working my, literally my ass off. I've lost so much weight. Um, I've been working my ass off for this place for so long that like, for someone to just go, meh, you don't know what you're talking about, is like, okay, well, you know, I've been doing my best, and if that's not good enough for you, then, you know, I'll take my best somewhere else. Easy as that. Um, so it was a little, it's been a little frustrating. Uh, this last weekend was it was kind of steady, uh, but not like so frantic. So I, I it was nice, and uh, that Saturday was really like kind of quiet, which was really nice. I, I didn't mind not making money. I'd rather just, you know, the serenity was worth it for one day. Speaking of getting frantic over things, finally, finally getting prepped for con season. Absolutely. Uh, I've already gotten an email back from uh, the PR person for NDK, and he's like, don't worry about the press registration. You can skip that. Don't wait till it launches. Just tell me who you need to have press badges for. Uh, so we're, uh, we're working on coordinating that as uh, we speak. 
Uh, I've already talked to uh, Deb, Lizzie, and Mendo, and Christina, and uh, kind of prioritized, you know, who wants to go, who doesn't want to go, um, who can do what. So we'll figure it out. Uh, unfortunately, it's at the Gaylord, so which is very far away from pretty much all of us. Um, so I, we're going to figure something out, uh, as well as what used to be Denver Comic Con and then Denver Pop Culture Con is now called Denver, Denver Fan Expo or Fan Expo Denver, something like that. And they're doing uh, what's called a special edition, because usually it's in the summer, uh, like a little fall one at the end of October with uh, Michael Rooker and William Shatner and Jennifer Morrison, and uh, I don't know who else they're going to announce, but uh, we've got uh, press registration opening next month for that, Um, crossing fingers for that. That's going to be a blast, and it'll be downtown, so easy to get around. Um, And then, uh, yeah, like that one we're only going to have two passes, so it's going to be... You know, a real Sophie's choice, uh, unfortunately, and we're just gonna have to figure it out. But uh, that's it's gonna be a much larger crowd, so I think that the the people, the talent that I tend to bring with me, um, that don't do well, uh, they get anxious in like really large crowds. Obviously, probably not my best bet, and that's that's fine. I'll talk to each of them and go, you know, this is the deal. So, and then if one of them passes, I just move down the line. Uh, and finishing of, speaking of lines, finishing of lines, Jesus, uh, the note is Black Falls finish line, question mark. Yeah, uh, I finished the, what could be penultimate episode, uh, yeah, uh, episode of Black Falls. And like I had talked about a couple of weeks ago where I had this like lightning in a bottle, one line of dialogue that I was like, well, it's a whole nother season right then and there. And I went, no, I can, I can wrap this up. And then I started cursing. And it's because when I went back to look at, uh, I needed a, a reference uh, to the uh, episode two of season eight. And when I was, or maybe it was, uh, yeah, I was referencing episode two, it doesn't matter. Uh, I was looking back and there was like this huge dangling plot thread that I didn't realize I'd set up because uh, I took all that, you know, those weeks off in between writing it. And it was just a string of profanities without any repetition. Um, I was like, God damn, like I, you know, just every word, uh, in a, in a, in a very dirty book. And I was like, God damn it. Like, I, I, I don't know if I can do this. I might have to do another season or like a special edition. And then I just was talking to a friend about it and we were, I was like, maybe I'll call Deb and she can kind of walk me through and I can kind of bounce some ideas off of her. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to take a break. And I stepped outside and I was like, okay, if I do, the penultimate episode and the ultimate episode as like longer episodes that are like double length, I could probably wrap everything up uh, without screwing up the pace and creating a, a season nine when I need to get stuff off my plate to start working on new projects for this year. Uh, and uh, so I'm feeling pretty confident. I'm going to look through some ideas, like just make some really quick notes. So that way I can get through it uh, the same way I did with the third episode where I just had a list of like, Here's, you know, the bullet points that you have to get to. Here are the connecting points. Um, as long as you hit these, you'll be fine. So looking forward to seeing how it ends because even I don't know. Uh, whereas I hate Kathy Hammond, I know I know how it ends. Uh, I don't know what happens between, you know, season three and the end, but I do know how it ends. I have already kind of written notes for that. Uh, and speaking of that, I need to get ready because I need to put together 
couple episodes uh, before I go back to the day job in a couple of days. So from Damn Doug's Cute Mental Neuroses, I'm Doug. And from Damn Doug's Cute Mental Neuroses, these have been my cute mental neuroses. 400 episodes. Dear God. What's wrong with us? Edition. Good night, Internet. If you've liked what you've heard, listen and subscribe to our other shows like No Applause, Just the Clap, PETA's and Honey Bunch's Pop Culture Spectacular, Fear Agents, and I Hate Kathy Hammond. We can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and www.bacnpodcast.com.